Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up the heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. Okay, Dave, we're back on the boiling point, and we've got yet another B Corp. Imagine that. Yes. <laughs> it's fantastic. So, it is, uh, it is very cool. Yeah, yeah. So uh, our, our friend Kyle from Indosol uh, is here, and uh, his company is, is a phenomenal company that has been able to repurpose um, old tires in Indonesia. Really? To turn them back, you know, to to be able to repurpose them back into into shoes and sell them on the market, and they're doing phenomenal. They're a B Corp, uh, also uh, connected with him at uh, Sustainable Brands. Uh, uh, so anyway, Kyle, welcome to the podcast, man. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. So I, I oftentimes try to do an introduction, but I never can do it as well as the person themselves. So uh, yeah, what, what, why don't you tell us a little bit about you and uh, the really cool things you guys are doing at Indosol? Yeah. Um... My name's Kyle Parsons. Uh, I'm the founder uh, at Indosol, and we're based in San Francisco, California. And all of our manufacturing and uh, and production development it happens in Bali, Indonesia. And so we're we're a hybrid of the the two places, California and Indonesia. We like to call it Bali Fornia. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and our the premise of our brand is we're a, a lifestyle of resourceful creation. Um, and what we do is we salvage and repurpose motorbike and car tires into sandals and shoes. Now, how, how did this happen? Like this is it's such a brilliant story, and I'm cheating a bit. I kind of know how it happened because. Uh, but uh, but, that's, but you stole my question. That's exactly what. You, all right, all right. Perfect okay, Dave, you you ask the all question. Right, then. Let me let, let the, how did you get into this business? How did this? How did this get? Fa- I mean, there's got to be a great story behind this. Yeah, well, like any like any startup business, it, it always happens on a surf trip. Um, <laughs> I love this guy. <laughs> um, if, if you didn't know. Um, and this time it, uh, it happened on a trip in to Bali, Indonesia in 2004. It was, um, you know, standard family trip and we were going surfing in Indonesia and, um, and I was actually looking for a new pair of sandals and Indonesia is, has a rich heritage of both beach culture, but also manufacturing and resourcefulness. So I was looking for a pair of sandals and I was shopping and finally found a, a really cool pair that had an organic weave on the top. And when I flipped it over, I saw that there was a, a tire on the sole and, and I had never seen this before. And uh, I also looked out the window at that, at that moment and saw hundreds of motorcycles whizzing, whizzing by. So I, I made a connection between the sandals and also the motorbikes. Um, I bought the pair of sandals. I wore them. They, they weren't all that comfortable. They were a little bit clunky. Uh, but I just really liked the, the look of them and, and the feel of them. Uh, and simultaneously, I did a little bit of research, and I found that tire pollution was a, was a major issue in Indonesia, um, that there's millions of tires winding up in the landfills and all over the, the land each year. And they're, they're clogging drains. They're, they're on the beach. They're, uh, they're basically everywhere. 
So um, I thought it would be, uh, you know, a kind of a, a novel idea to to make a sandal with repurposed tires, but I wanted to do it in the right way, and I wanted to make them fashionable, and I wanted to make them cool. Um, I also realized they need to be comfortable. So that's where the adventure began. Um, I flew back to Bali in 2006 after uh, emptying my piggy bank and went on an adventure to find a manufacturer and to, uh, to partner up and to make these sandals made with, uh, with motorbike tires on the soles. So easier said than done, of course. Uh, there were a lot of bumps in the road and doing business as an American in, in Bali where I didn't speak the language, I didn't know a single person was, was definitely a challenge. Uh, but, um, you know, here we are in 2015 we've been in business for six years now and we have a, a great manufacturing partner and I have a great crew and three of which live in, live in Bali and, and work with the factories and, and they're Americans who live there and speak the language and, and work with the, with the locals. And then we have our, our core office group here in San Francisco and we're just hustling shoes and sandals all, all summer long. So now you, you're on the surf trip. You, you know, you're struck by this idea and, you know, I'm guessing this isn't the first idea. This, you know, something you thought, geez, that would be cool. But what was it about this that was so compelling for you that, you know, you've, it literally has, you know, sh- you know, kind of sh- completely changed the arc of your life, I'm guessing, right, in terms of, you know, starting a company and, um, you know, uh, you know, being between two countries and, you know, six years in. Like, what, what was it about this that just you know, that led you to, to actually launch something and go for it and, and actually have, you know, create Indusol. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely something that just just sort of happened. Um, I didn't see it coming. I, I do believe in, in fate. I do believe that everyone has their, has their calling, and this just happened to be mine. And just <laughs> there was maybe an invisible force that just led me back. <laughs> to Bali and just threw me into this. Really? Um, you know, some some, day, some days I'm cursing it and I'm like, damn it, how did this? You know, how did this happen? But um, for the most part, I just I love that it happened. I, I, it was actually kind of a a, a combination of of uh, of my background, which I I did work in in footwear for a minute. I had a quick internship in New Balance. I also worked at surf shops managing the sandal sections, uh, but. Coincidentally, I also worked at a recycling facility, which was a dump, which was a dump on the East Coast, and I got familiar with why recycling was important at that at that time. So it, it brought you know these these past experiences together, and um, and then I just kind of formulated the idea and and, and brought brought it into action. Well, uh, for me, this this story. Uh, is the story of a true entrepreneur. <laughs> you know, like you're you're going down in, on a Bali surf trip. You're not there thinking about starting a business, or you're not there for work, and you see an opportunity. You see an opportunity laying on the side of the road. You see it whizzing by you on a bike. You see it clogging up the the sewage systems on the beach, and bam, there's an opportunity for a business. And uh, now you're you know you're a B Corp certified company. Uh, you guys are rocking. What, what, what's the size of your company right now? How, how many people are working with you? And uh, and uh, tell us a little bit about uh, about where you've taken this company. Yeah, I mean, in in the scheme of things, we're still quite small. Uh, we have six full time people, and um, our volume, um, you know, of shoes produced and sold each year certainly doesn't compare to say Nike. But um, we're we're growing every year. I mean, what what started as 
uh, just suitcases full of sandals coming through the airports from Bali and being handed out to my friends turned into a, a 500 sandal order in 2010, which is our first order ever. And now we're getting container loads, you know, from six to 7,000 pairs at a time. And we're doing that. And we're, and we're doing that a few times a year. So this is insane, um, man. This is amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, our, our overall mission is to, is to save a million tires and give them new life as footwear. Um, you know, so at this point we've, we've saved over 40,000 pairs of, of, of tires, you know, sorry, 40,000 tires from the landfill and, and made them into shoes. So, uh, we're, we're able to quantify, you know, the difference that we're making by saving tires and turning them into footwear. But, our, our overall dream is to save a million tires. So, Kyle, how do how do the how do we, Greg and I, and our, and the listeners, uh, how do we help you, you know, fulfill this this mission of a million saving a million tires? Well, I'm glad you asked. Um, <laughs> for good, <laughs> a good place to start is checking out our website, Indosole, I-N-D-O-S-O-L-E, dot com. And there we tell our story, and we also um, have some great sandals and shoes for sale. Yeah, um, and you know what, Matt? I, I I am on it right now, and it's the the Coda shoe is killer. Like that, that they remind me of my old Van skateboard shoes. Like th- these look awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually wearing those right now as well, and that's a new model for us, and they're. Super comfy and also really versatile. Yeah, I skateboard in them. I ride my bike in them. They have uh, inner tube on the on the toe and the the boxing um, sidewall of them, which um, makes it a sixty six percent repurposed product between the repurposed uh, tire on the sole and also the inner tube on the upper. So we we're really into using different parts of the tire, and some of our hang tags actually use. Uh, candy wrappers and um, wrappers from bags of chips and other other trash. So, um, you know, we, we like to use trash as, as we can and making it into a, a fashionable product. Well, listen, you you uh, as well embody, this company embodies the spirit of B Corp as well with the, the whole triple bottom line. It's very clear about the, the environmental impact uh, uh, that you guys are, are doing. Clearly, uh, you're, you're, you're on a, pr- a profitable uh, uh, streak if you're going, you know, if, if you've lasted this long and you're doing containers now. Um, tell us about the social, the people side of your triple bottom line. Uh, I, I suspect there's a lot of people who are positively being impacted in Indonesia who are working in the supply chain. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, when we started Indosol, it started as a commitment to the people that we were working with, the craftspeople of Bali that are making our shoes. We partnered with a with a factory. We don't actually own the factory, um, but it's managed by a group of people in, in Bali. And, you know, as well as our commitment of saving, you know, saving trash and making the footwear, it's also, you know, uh, the relationships that we've created with these people. So um, they're the same same factory that we've been making our products with since 2006, and we will continue to do so. Um, by becoming certified with B Corp, it was a really great thing because um, you know it was uh, it, you know it it shows that you know we are doing what we are set out to do, and no, there's nobody under 18 in our factories. All of our people are professional class people. They all have families, and um, you know we do everything we can to to keep them 
pumped to be making shoes every day and, and working for Indosol. So, like, I'm, you know, I get asked the question about, like, I mean, you've, you've, you've described the roads, some ups and downs to get to here. And by the way, congratulations, man, six years in. That sounds like you've, you've <laughs> faced some stability. Um, wh- like, what, like, you know, if you were to summarize, you know, you know, here were the biggest challenges, the one or two, you know, um, hurdles that were just, they were a lot bigger than I anticipated. Um, you know, what, what would they be to get you to this stage? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, as an entrepreneur, and especially when you start something that's never been done or done well, there's a long list of challenges. Uh, for us, at the beginning, it was you know, creating these these shoes in in the in the way that we wanted to, in the way that we were determined to, which was in the most responsible way we possibly could, which was taking raw tire and creating a process to make it into the sole of a shoe, and then adhering that that tire sole to the upper, which is a traditionally made piece of shoes, and then and getting it all to to stick in the in the in the figure figurative way, <laughs> um, you know it without without falling apart you know to to have a great shoe that that was also doing good for the environment but also was functional and and fashionable fashionable so um you know that was one of the main challenges and then as soon as we got our product the way we we want to be and ready to sell to the US market it's like okay well now we need money to do that you know you have to have marketing budgets and you have to have money for production runs ahead of time so there's just a, a lot of different challenges there and just in, in learning as, as we go. So it's been a tremendous learning experience for, for me and, and my crew. And we're, we're happy that we're, you know, alive and kicking after mm-hmm. six years and, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, and also been able to give jobs to 40 or so, uh, Indonesians and, and six Americans. Wow. And, um, yeah. What, um, so how, how did you raise money? Like, how did you, how, you know, we, like you're talking about that second challenge there. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I was a, uh, I was an on the road sales rep when I started Indosol. I wasn't making a whole lot of money. It, it honestly started off a $10,000 bank loan. <laughs> um, and that got me back and forth to Indonesia a couple of times, but when you're ready to start manufacturing shoes and delivering them to retailers, it takes, takes a lot more money than, than just a, a small loan from the bank. So um, we set out to to raise money from friends and family at first. Um, they call it friends, family, and fools. And <laughs> then, then second second of all was was moving on towards angel investors and and um, you know, tapping into people that were um, that were sharing the vision for not only the brand but also doing doing good for the world, you know, in, in the environment and the social good aspect. And so it was a profiled investor that we were looking for, someone that would join the charge and, and actually help us. Um, you know, as, as we grow, there are other, you know, um, ways to finance our, our purchase orders. But the good news is that there's just more and more um, financial firms that are that are popping up that are about social mission-based companies and environmentally focused companies. So oh, that's interesting. And um, you've noticed that in in the in your like in the last six years, you've said there is there more like is it a recent phenomenon your, from your perspective? Yeah, really, just the last two years, there's, really? there's been been more and more of these capital firms popping up that are about about green business and about social good. So um, you know, we're we're getting closer and closer to qualifying for you know. Some, some financing for the long term through these companies. 
another part of your website that I that I was uh, browsing on that I really like is your is your good humans community that you've got and uh, I, I clicked through a lot of them and uh, the, the the one fellow that I that I really was digging was was Dustin Thomas because I remember seeing him on your video that you that you uh, showed on the panel um, tell me about a little bit about the community of supporters and uh, that's question one question two we need a picture of Greg Hemming surfing in the cold Bay of Funday in there as one of the good humans. <laughs> I, I agree. I'm not as sexy as any of these uh, people, though. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, tell, tell me about the community. Well, like, like you, you guys are doing an amazing thing, drawing some great people who are ambassadors of your story and of your brand. And uh, how do you outreach to these people? Yeah, well, the, the standard in our industry is to to get an athlete. Um, you know, or a musician, pay them a whole bunch of money to to represent your product, and you know that's just sort of the way it is. For for us, um, you know that following that traditional setup wasn't really an option. Um, that's that's, we why, wanted, that's we, why Greg Hemmings is not on your site, I think. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Let the guy talk to. No, well, that no, that's uh, that's the thing. Greg, Greg Hemmings would you know would fit the criteria um, because because our Good Humans program is all about everyday people that are you know doing doing their best, being part of the community, and contributing in various ways. And that is you know why we have you know people on the Good Humans page like you know like Anna Ergot or um, Zachary Keenan you know travels around talking about you know eating vegan or, you know, living a healthy life. And it's just people that are about, you know, educating and just, just being good humans. It's, it's that simple. And Dustin Thomas is, is someone who's, who's done a lot for us and he's a great example. And he, um, he, you know, narrated our video and uh, just travels the world playing music and, and rocking our, our stuff just out of the, the goodness of his heart because he's a good human. And, um, you know, we're re- really thankful for that. And in turn, we do whatever we can for our good humans too and getting them more exposure for their business or their, their careers, whatever it may be. That's awesome, man. And uh, it, it, that, that's one of the things I was talking to Derek about at, at Vulcan was just th- how important it is for us not to be just building businesses to make profit and not even just to be, you know, good for the planet and for people, but it really is to become a member of community or, or a leader of a community, a built community. But really, um, if, if, if you're building a product and you're not relating to, uh, to like-minded people with similar values, it's going to be a lot harder slog in this new economy. Uh, w- would you say that that's an accurate statement? Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. And uh, um, let's see what time we're, we're coming close to the end here. Um, I'm very excited for the uh, the B Corp uh, uh, big party in Portland coming up in uh, in uh, in the fall. I'm assuming you'll be there, and I, I really. I'm excited for you to see me walk in with uh, with a pair on my, on my feet because I will be. <laughs> <laughs> Great, well, I appreciate that, and send me send me some of those photos of you surfing that that Arctic water. Hell yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. So listen, what's what's one thing? That, one thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 it will be in a V. I've got one of those tight little uh, little speedos. You see me? <laughs> oh, it looks great. <laughs> Not made of tires. No. Right, right, exactly. No, thankfully, it's an inner tube. Uh, uh, okay, I'm gonna stop right there. Uh, <laughs> give us one little uh, little tip. A lot of entrepreneurs listen to our podcast. Um, give us one little, maybe a nugget of inspiration for those who have. A value-based mission to build a business, and 
it, it might be a tough go at the at the beginning. But we, we you know, g- give us something to up, up, uplift uh, other folks like you were six years ago. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's kind of cliche at this point, but it's it really is about just choosing the path that calls to you, following it, and going for it, and just just following your dream. You know, in, the, in a world where we're told that we need to you know, to make a lot of money or to, to conform in, in the traditional ways, you know, um, now is a better time than ever in the history of, of humans to go after our passions and, and follow our dreams, make a difference any way we can. That's a, that, I, I like how that's awesome. I mean, and you're speaking to uh, two entrepreneurs here who can totally appreciate that. Any, you know, any regrets? Oh, um, <laughs> no whatsoever. None, you know, no, no big ones, really. I mean, yeah. you know, you, 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 it's like you, you know, you set off on this this wild adventure, and things just happen yeah. the way they happen. Yeah. You know, you can't. You're, you're writing the book as as it goes. It's right. like, you know, nothing ever follows a blueprint when it comes to starting a business. So, it's uh, you know, it's, it's really just you know, waking up early in the morning, um, you know, splashing some water in your face, and just going for it. You know, you really want to minimize your mistakes because there will be a lot of them, but as long as you don't make ones big enough to put you out of business, you know, you're, you're just, you're just charging, charging along. And, and another thing you want to do is just reach out to as many people as you can, because as many opinions as you get and and suggestions and people, you know, helping you, um, you know, see the future is, uh, is the most helpful. Um, yeah, and I, I was kind of assuming that would your, that would be your answer. I mean, it's almost as if the only regret would be not, you know, having not followed this, you know, the path that was kind of in front of you. Mm-hmm. And right. um, you know, and and you know, it's interesting, but it's so cool to hear when someone's you know kind of gone through the meat grinder and at mm-hmm. the other side. Not to say that you know there's not more hurdles for us, all of us, up ahead. Um, but it's kind of neat to, to, to hear that, you know, just follow it, go for it and work hard for it. So, um, I'm going to leave it to you to wrap this up and I, and I just want to really thank you for, for coming on and sharing the story, man. Very inspiring. Um, I, I'm being, I'm being totally sincere about like looking at your site and it's, by the way, I mean, people got to check this out cause it is well done. Yeah, um, it's a beautiful site. Yeah. And it just, and, and it does it. And and not even knowing how the product and and when you learn how the product's made, you get more excited. But I mean, it's just it's just like some really cool products on here. And I kind of think. And you you ship to Canada, I'm guessing, right? Oh yeah, yeah. We we ship worldwide, and um, you know, and another thing I'll mention for listeners is we are always looking for interns, both in our our Bali Indonesia office hmm. and also in San Francisco, California. And we we get interns a um, couple cycles per year and. You know, it's it's a great experience to to work for Indosol. So please feel free to hit us up. Do you know and, what? Uh, and you know what? You will. I that is a that's a cool thing. Because and how much more attractive is that than than trying to invite uh, an intern to New Brunswick, Canada? You want to go to Bali or <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> come to Hemming's house or Vision Coaching and work in New Brunswick for free. I guess hard to compete with. Uh, or <laughs> or go and live in, in the in the middle of surf culture and just. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's right. that's can, can you uh, just just let our audience know a few ways for people to get in touch with you and follow uh, the work that uh, you guys are doing as a company? Yeah, please check us out at indosoul.com. If you use Instagram, we're at indosoul. Uh, we have a Facebook fan page, uh, facebook.com slash indosoul. And uh, yeah, and then check out your local retailers. We have a, a retail locator on our site as well. 
Fantastic. Thank you so much, man. Really, really do appreciate your time. And we hopefully we'll see you at the uh, Champions Retreat in Portland. And please send me the link yeah. of Greg uh, surfing on your site. I would love to see that. <laughs> you in the it. Speedo. In the Speedo, right. In the middle <laughs> of winter. Love it. Thanks, Kyle. Appreciate it. Take yeah, care, man. You guys. See you, buddy. Have a great week. You too. Thanks. So, what a neat guy, man! That that's talk talk about bootstrapping, eh? Oh yeah! <laughs> Holy cow! Hey, part of the pun, yeah. you know. But I mean, no, but he, he, the guy puts the rubber to the road, you know. Uh, <laughs> oh, um, there's, no, a lot, I mean, there's a lot of soul in that there's guy. There's a lot of soul. Oh, geez, there, I see. I can't keep up to you. With that. <laughs> the, it, it, Step it, it up, it, Dave. It, it, it is. It is a great story, and man. And I just the thought of how it started and and how it's come full circle is pretty ma- like pretty magical, eh? Yeah, and I I just love the fact that he, he has that entrepreneurial mind where you're walking down a street and maybe sometimes you have to be in a different place than your everyday to really see it. Like he had he was in Indonesia and he saw this opportunity. Now people have been making shoes this way for a long time, but really. The innovative thing here is he's bringing it out to the global market and with high quality, high comfort, uh, high fashion, all that sort of thing. Um, but how many other opportunities do we have right out, out on our front yard, like challenges that are happening that we can actually turn into businesses and actually make the world a better place? Well, and, and the fact that he's, um, you know, and when he describes the fact that he had this experience, you know, in uh, in kind of retail footwear, you know, and then also has this, this you know, seemingly unrelated experience being in a recycling center in the East Coast he described. And then, you know, kind of this is the culmination of these two things. I mean, that is cool. And it's like, and it, you know, so many of these stories are about these things that seem seemingly unrelated who uh, that kind of come together um, to, you know, seize an opportunity, you know, and and that that's actually, for me, that's a really interesting part of this whole discussion. Well, it, it makes me think right now too about, you know, earlier we were talking about the choose your own venture books yeah. in, in a previous episode. Yeah. And when we look back in our lives and figure out, wow, because I did that, it opened up this and this and this, and that's where I got here. And then oftentimes we really celebrate making that decision and we should, um, you know, as long as it's a positive outcome. But I think really um, there is a direct path for everywhere where we land, you know, like every single decision, every opportunity that goes by will take us on an adventure that um, I believe can end up constantly on the positive if if we if we choose to, you know. And uh, it'd be interesting to see what he'd be doing today if he never went to Indonesia. There would have been something else, that's you know. Like, yeah, uh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, uh, I've never really thought too deeply about that, except I always look at it. Like, good thing I went to that party in 1994, which led me to go to film school, which led me to work in the industry, which led me to start my own business. You know, uh, like I can go right back to the, the Christmas party I went to that got me to this this booth with you today. Hmm. Um, but who knows? Who knows what the other options would have been? But I've got this this belief that if we choose to walk through a door with a certain a- attitude and a certain openness, it will always land at a at a positive outcome. You might think I'm full of you know what, but this is just a, it's a new theory of mine. Maybe I'll write a book about this. I, I don't I don't think it's full. I think it's no. It makes a lot of sense. Um, and, and I mean maybe there's a lot of trains leaving the station every day, and which one do we decide to jump on? Right. I like that. Um, the other, uh, as I was listening to him, the other thing that 
you know, so he, I get, I'm guessing, I like this idea, this mission to save a million tires. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's like a, it's like a tire is an endangered animal. Yeah, in a way, exactly. you know. Exactly, and and just so that's that's pretty cool. So, so uh, so hopefully, audience, uh, you can help Kyle do that and Indusol do that and check it out. And uh, and for you know, I guess what I'd throw out there, I mean, this is for myself um, as well as for you, Greg, and anyone else, is just that idea that. Um, you know, they're, they're that X opportunity, whether it's maybe within our business or, or a new business or whatever it is, you know, kind of to seize that moment. I mean, that's what I, I think that's one of my big takeaways from Kyle. Dave, can I, can I flip the, flip the microphone and just tell you how, how, how good of a, uh, I know, you know, how thoughtful you are in your interview questions. It's, (laughs) you're very good interviewer. Thank, thank you for that, and thanks for being my friend. This is the acknowledgement portion. Thank I'm acknowledging, you. and I'm also acknowledging that your new haircut actually makes you look a lot younger. And Does it? Yeah. Oh, we like it. People will want to see now for sure. <laughs> the well, new haircut. Uh, listen, it, it, this has been a fun ride. Um, thank uh, you, man, for bringing some, uh, yet another awesome guest. Yeah. Well, thank you, listening audience, for hanging out with us. Well, it's time for you to uh, get uh, Barack Obama. You, if you can do that, then. Uh, well, he was supposed to be this week. Maybe next week. Next week. Yeah. Okay. We'll we'll see you then. Uh, follow us on on Twitter at uh, and shout out shout out for Brock and shout out for Brock. Oh, Barack. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Barack, if you can uh, hop onto the Boiling Point, we'd, we'd love to host you in person uh, in, in the Boiling Point. Uh, check us out on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod, and you can find us on Facebook as well. And on the we've got a website. At theboilingpointpodcast.com. And thank you, Matt, our producer, who's constantly editing and writing the show notes for us. Awesome. <laughs> See you next week, man. Cheers. Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com. And on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit Hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening and remember, keep that pot boiling. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent. Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.